0: Uh, greetings from Jerusalem. Uh, we are Masechet Yoma, page 45, and we're discussing the Mishnah um, that the special things of uh, that the Kohen Gadol does on Yom Kippur, starting with the Ketoret. And we mentioned bechol Yom Akri Perash Shacharit. bechol Yom Hayta Daka So every day of the year, uh, the Kohen brings the regular Ketoret, half in the morning, half at night. And there it just has to be Daka, just finely ground. But the one, the special one for Yom Kippur, besides the morning and the afternoon one, has to be, that's a full mana, it's a full a handful, has to be Daka minha Daka, super fine. Uh, so that's the Mishnah. Question is, what's the derivation? Uh, so regarding Yom Kippur, it says you have to bring Daka. So we know it has to be fine. But why do we need that word? We already have in Shemot. Regarding the were the, word, the uh, instructions for the general ketoret, it says the word hadek, that's to be fine. So why do we need extra word in Vayikra? Ela in hadaka, that means has to be super. Fine on your Kippur. Next clause. On every day of the year, the regular Kohen goes up the eastern side. That's the right side of the ramp as you're walking up. And then it goes around and comes down on the left. Why? Um, because, uh, these, uh, because of the rule that whenever you're walking around in the Beit HaMikdash, uh, you should always make a right turn. So as you're going up, you're going to make the first right turn and then you're going to go around. That's true, all the other turns are going to be left. You go to go around counterclockwise, but don't think of it that way. Think of it as if you're facing the, the, um, the, the middle of the Mizbeach, you're always moving towards your right hand side. And so um, that means going counterclockwise. Since you go up the right side and you go all the way around then you can come down the left side. The regular Kohen should not needlessly cross the the ramp or go down the middle of the ramp. He should be you know humble and go on the side. However yom, uh, uh, is different. Goes right up the middle and right down the middle of the ramp, because of his honor, he has uh, a special status and that should be reflected that he walks right in the middle, you know, like a a special person doesn't have to go and hide and be humble on the side. But uh, usually every other day of the year when the Kohen Gadol has to begin to prepare for a service, he washes his hands and feet and he goes to the to do it. Um, uh, but on Yom Kippur, they bring the water from the Kiyor to him in a golden vessel. The reason, again, is because um, of his special eminence uh, and his kavod that we give him honor. We saw some, some say it's on Yom Kippur, some say even all year round. Uh, excellent. Now, the next uh, part of the Mishnah, it was uh, what is going to keep our attention for the rest of the daf, Um And that is how many pyres are there on top of the Mizbeach? Uh, so it's relevant to Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur gets an extra one, whatever else you say. So and so on. So we have many opinions, and we're going to quote three different opinions about this from the Twosifta. They're not about The first opinion of the Biuda is that all year round. You have two marachot on top, two pyres. One is the regular big one that you put all the animal sacrifices on. The second one is that you take embers from there to burn the daily ketoret. Uh, it's not—it's it not absolutely necessary. Like if you didn't have it, you could get it from the, the big uh, altar. But to make it uh, nicer, not to take embers from the uh, from the fire that has all the, the the blood and the fat burning on it, a separate one for the ketoret. Good, that's all year round. And on Yom Kippur, since we have, besides the regular morning and afternoon we have the special Yom Kippur Ketoret that goes into Kodesh Kodashim, that's special enough. It requires its own pyre to take embers from there. So that's the one we add. So that's the Yehudah is Two and three on Yom Kippur. The Biyoseh, second opinion, Omer. Every day is three pyres and today four. So he has the regular ones, uh, the same as the Biudah said, but he adds in another one that's um, um, a backup for the fire. In case the other fire fires go out, this one will stay around, and so we can relight, and so there will always be a fire on, on this one. So that's the usual three, and we add another one for Yom Kippur. Here we have a picture of Rabbi Ose's opinion. Here's the main, big one that you put the animals on. A second one for the for the daily ketoret. Another one for the, as as the backup to always have a fire there. And on Yom Kippur you have a fourth here. And um, this this is a pile of ashes and that's in the middle that accumulates. And then is uh, periodically uh, cleaned off. <clears throat> Good. So that's the second opinion. Now the third opinion, all year round four, on Yom Kippur five. What's the extra one? Well, the first three are the same. have have fire all the time. And you have another one because just in case. There were limbs and parts of the animal that you put on the big Mizbeach, but they didn't get totally burnt, right? And maybe they fell off and they're still not burnt. And you have to, they have to be, they need more burning. So he says, don't put it back on the same one. Rather, you put it on another one. That's the fourth one. This is for extra burning for leftovers. And then the fifth one would be for Yom Kippur, uh, for, the, for the special Yom Kippur Ketoret. Okay, that's the end of the Brayta. And now we're going to analyze the source each of these three tanaim, where do they derive it from? So the kula mamiyatar te itlu. Now everybody agrees with the first two that you need the big one and the one for ketorit. What's the source? Amar kera, hihaola, almokedal, mizbea kotala laila, zomaracha gedola, tu kadba zoma rarachashin ya shel ketoret. Okay, we're gonna learn all these things from Vayikra, Erechbav. And so here I brought you all the Pisukim that are relevant. And you see, I, I highlighted in red, all the words that have to do with fire. So in, right in the second pasuk, we have al mokeda but so that means a flame. And uh, so that's how you know the first one, the big one. And then also says, ve'esh, kadboh. That is only a verb, but with, from the word esh, that's another word for fire. But so that's how you learn the second one, that's per Okay, so we counted for these. I would just notice right now that there's another word, ha'esh here, and another ha'esh, and another ha'esh uh, down here. And uh, the following Gemara is going to try to account for each and every one of uh, of these, besides some other places uh, not here that also says words for fire. Okay, so we have to account for all of these, and that, that will explain how many fires we actually need. So everyone agrees with that. So, so that's good, good. Then now, so that's the first opinion of Rabbi and, and everyone else they all agree to this these two fires. But Rabbi Yose. How does he know that you should have a third fire to have an upkeep of the fire always there? And Pasuk 5 here, it says, there should be a fire burning on it. So it seems to be extra. We already said up up here you need a fire. But this is talking about an extra fire. It won't won't go out. So this is the, the extra backup fire. Okay, but enough. Now, question is the who disagreed and says there's only two pyres, what does he do with that pasuk that the used to learn the third? Uh, so what's he gonna learn from it? That's what he learns to about the burning of the kindling, the tanya. Here's a special halachah. says So whenever you're going to light any of the anything on top of the mizbeach, um, you should not get a fire, get something burning, a burning kindling from down below and uh, the courtyard, and then carry it up. No, that's not the right way. You should bring some kindling up and light it on top of the mizbeach, and then use that the light. The fire on the pyre. So, and how do we know that? So, the fire on the Mizbayah, that first should be lit. That's what he does with that Pasuk, uh, Pasuk 5. And so he doesn't need it for the beose. And what did the beose do with it? Here's the Brighta, it's just repeating what we already saw. From that Pasuk, he learns that you should have an extra pyre, a third one. Or having an everlasting fire, a backup, a backup fire. Okay, good. So now we see how the Biyudah uses that pasuk to learn that the igniting should be done up on top. Now hold on, the Biyosei used the pasuk for the third fire. How does he learn that halakha about igniting up on top? He agrees with the halacha. But the <speaking in Spanish> So he agrees with the law that you have to light it on top, the kindling on top, but it's going to derive from somewhere else. It's somewhere else will be identified in the following Beraita where he can agree with it to be Shimon. So let's read the whole Beraita, Titania. Okay, this is another Pasuk in Perek Aleph of Vayikra, where it commands the Kohanim have to put fire on the Mizbeah right? Who's the, uh, the the first opinion uh, or above, who says you only need two pyres. And so he used um, this Pasuk above to teach you that, teach me that the kindling has to be done on top. So this Pasuk in teaches me that the lighting has to be done by a Kohen in temple special temple vessels. That's he says, do you really think that a non-Kohen could possibly light it, right? You just said it has to be done on top. A non-Kohen is not allowed to go up onto the Mizbech at all for any reason. So I don't need a Pasuk to tell me that a non-Kohen cannot light it. Once you tell me a non-Kohen has to, that has to be done on top, then for sure it has to be done by a Kohen. So well, I don't need a Pasukim for this. But rather, I'm going to learn from the that has to be done on top. Once it's on top, I know for sure it has to be done by a Kohen. So now, uh, and so to be, can agree with that, which would be Shimon said, now everybody can uh, um, explain all the pasukim. Good. Now, uh, question to the Biuda, What does he do with that challenge? The Be'udah, don't you agree with that reasoning that if it has to be on top, then for sure Anan Kohen can't do it. He says not Necessarily, it uh, could be that Anan Kohen is standing on the floor of the courtyard, and he has a big bellows, and he's uh, blowing and uh, igniting the fire that way. So he doesn't necessarily have to be on top of them, he's back. I need two pieces of game that has to be on top and not by, and, and not by Azar, only by Ekohan. Okay, so now we dealt with the first two opinions of whether it's two or three pyres. Now we're going to go to Rebim Meir, who says there's four all year round. Rebimeir. Where has he learned, what's his source, that um, something that needs to be returned to the fire has to be returned and on a separate fire. Uh, pasuk here has an extra vav, right? So that vav is coming to tell me for yeah, you need another one. That's the fourth one. Now, all the other two rabbis, what they, how do they respond? Vav They say, vav, it's just a connecting word. You need it for the regular grammar. You're not going to learn a whole extra law just from a vav. Good. Now, takilum abed lehu. Now, a practical question. According to the other two rabbis, not a Bimeir, what do you do with any leftovers that might have fallen off and weren't, weren't totally burnt? Right? What are you going to do with them? The answer is, they agree they have to continue to burn, but they say, just put them back on the main Marachai. You don't need a separate one. What's the source? The tanya. How do you know things that were not totally burnt from the night before that um, you put them? on the altar itself, back on the main, main mizbeach. And let's say they don't fit because, you know, you put other, other, extra things on it and the fire itself, you know, the logs burned down. And so you, there's no room to put them back on. But then what do you do? Well, that's okay. You just take those parts, put them on the ramp uh, for a while or on the ledge that goes around. And then in the morning, when you rearrange the and you bring extra wood and you make it big and then there'll be room and you put them back on. So obviously you're putting them back on the, uh, the, the And how do you know you can do all that? Um, so since this is the third pasuk, it says whatever it is burning on the This is so here, pasuk three, is uh, in context referring to the um, cleaning off of the, of the dish of the extra ashes, that which the fire had burnt, um, and you take those ashes and put them next to the mizbath. So from this, which is talking about things that were burnt, and it says, uh, and nevertheless, it's kind of repeating. I, I know that there's a fire there. I know that there was, there were going to be ashes. So the fact that it repeats means that you could re, Place and have them burn more even on the very same Mizbeah. That's how he learns it. Good. Now, what is he going to do with that Pasuk? Pasuk three, right? What is he going to learn from that? Because um, you already used the BAV to say you need an extra one. And this one seems to think that, that you could have put something else on top. So, what does that mean? This Pasuk, uh, third Pasuk, is to teach you an exclusion that the only thing that needs to be replaced are parts of an animal. That's why it says, So if a part of an animal was not totally burnt, it has to be replaced, although not on the, on the same fire, on a different fire. But this Pasuk 3 says, But not, let's say on the Mizbach Hazahav, I put some Ketorit on there and didn't get fully burnt. So, how do I know that I uh, that so do I have to put it back on and make sure it keeps getting burnt? No, I don't. That's what this basu comes and says because it says, and here's the braita that he derives it from that uh, where we see it also but agree with this Tana that says um, only something that is uh, an olah, as part of an animal, that has to be replaced, it's not totally burnt, but not ketorah, so that's what he does with that pursuit. Okay, so now we were able to derive for each of these three Tana'im how they learn that how many pyres you need all year round, two, three, or four. But the main reason we brought this whole thing to begin with is about Yom, Yom Kippur. They all agree that you add an extra one. What's the source? So Pasuk 5 here says, So this is from the extra valve. <coughs> okay. Now, I know you're going to be thinking, what, what do you mean extra Vav? I thought we don't learn things from the extra Vav uh, according to the first two Tanaim. Yeah, yeah. Even according to the first two Tanaim, who don't learn anything just from the extra Vav. An extra Vav and an extra ha? Oh, okay, already that is uh, really extra. So that, that's how we derive that on Yom Kippur, you need yet another one. Okay, now, Tamid now that we explained uh, all the different pyres according to everybody, still a pasuk left over. The last one here, is Like you already told me that, you know, this is really rep- very repetitive. I mean, it's a good question for anyone who's studying this I, according to Peshat. How can you explain this last pasuk? So, what is this coming to teach me? al lichadetanya. Oh, the following law. I know that I'm going to need fire for to burn the ketoret. Now I might have thought the fire for the ketoret it's going to be in the kodesh. Maybe I can make the fire directly on Mizbeach HaKetoret or somewhere nearby. How do I know that I have to make the, get the fire from outside? That's what this pasuk is coming to teach. They have to go get a fire from outside, outside altar and bring it in for the daily ketorit. OK, it's certainly not explicit. It doesn't say anything here about, um, about a connection to ketorit. Um, and it just says, Ala which is actually ambiguous. I still don't even know which misbeh. maybe it means the inside misbeh. So we're not done with our derivation. This is going to be a multi-step derivation um, in which we're going to bring in two other laws. That are in the Kodesh that also need fire. So not only Mizbach HaKetoret, also the Menorah. I mean, you have to burn. You have to burn something on the Menorah, right? You have to. You need fire to, to light the Menorah and the Ketoret on Yom Kippur that's brought in Kodesh Kodashim. There's no Mizbech in Kodesh Kodashim, so you're gonna get need the fire from somewhere for that law. And so now we're gonna bring these two laws in together, and see how we can derive all three of them. The conclusion is going to be that all three have to be from fire that you bring from Mizbach HaChitzon, the, uh, the outer altar, but how do we know that? So, Esh so how do we know Esh that's Esh means, fire that you get with the, with the pan, um, the golden pan that, you know, that Gadol uses, especially Yom Kippur, and Menorah, how do you know that those also have to be from outside? So, we'll try out the following reasoning, a comparison, Vidinhu says the word fire regarding the regular ketoret. It also says the word fire regarding Yom Kippur and Menorah. This is highly inaccurate. It never actually says the word fire regarding Menorah, but it's kind of obvious. You have to light the ner tamid, so you're going to have to use fire. So it's not, it's not necessarily a verbal comparison, but a conceptual comparison. So I know I need fire for all these three things. Just like for Ketorit, as we just said here, the regular Ketorit from the, you bring derived from outside. So to these other two are going to be from embers from the outside altar. Okay, clear enough. But not necessarily, because the truth is, I never fully established that the regular Ketorit has to be from the outside. It just said, maybe it's talking about the inner altar. Maybe all three of them I, I get from fire in the Kodesh. So we say maybe we'll flip, around, flip it around totally. You can go the other way. Again, I agree. It says the concept of fire regarding all these three laws. Maybe you can say the regular ketoret is nearby. You do it right inside the Kodesh, and so too for the menorah and for the ketoret of Kodesh Kodeshim. Also, you bring fire inside the Kodesh. So how do I know all three are not that way? Some of them are al-mizbeach lo tichbe'ah. Right, so in Baikra says eshtamid <speaking in Hebrew> and eshtamid <speaking> shemati <in> lecha lo te'ela b'rosho shemizbeach haketoret and we're reading eshtamid <speaking in Hebrew> tukad as if, you know, that eshtamid <speaking in Hebrew> that I told you about already. What else does it say the word tamid? Um, in shemot. In, in regarding the instructions for the Menorah it says, Tamid. Ah, So now you see this pasuk That's the word Tamid is telling you that it should be the same as the Menorah. Um, so I know that the regular Ketoret and Menorah are the same. So So I know that those two are the same, but I still don't know any derivation for the, for the ketoret of Yom Kippur. Now, even those two, the esh minora, I never proved that they're from the outside. And so we still don't have a solid basis for any of them, but at least I know that the regular ketoret and minora together. So I can use those as a basis point for comparison to machta. So I'll compare these three. Nimra esh Mahta Nimra esh I know this is fire regarding, the and menorah. maladan al Afkan al So I can use the derivation this way, just like the uh, the fire regarding Martaf Yom Kippur says esh um, there, and menorah also says esh. So I'll learn the one from the other that uh, just like there mizbech um, hakisun, afghan mizbech hakisun. So just like the um, so just like the menorah um, is on the outside, so too this is on the outside. Okay, so now I, um, I just made the, the, this comparison between Menorah and Yom Kippur. But the truth is that all three of them have no solid basis. So I can flip it around. How about if I learn the regular ketoret from the Yom Kippur ketoret, and I say, just like the one, the regular ketoret is from the inside, right there. I, I, I get it from the Mizbach HaZahav, or in some, somewhere in the Ketore, somewhere in the Kodesh, so too for the Menorah, I'll get it from, uh, so, so too for the um, Yom Kippur, I'll get it from the inside one. Okay, so so in other words, we know that all three are linked together, but we still don't have any way of knowing if Hamiz bath means the inside or the outside one where we get the fire. Now we're gonna give the final answer and see if we're gonna actually learn all three of them from Yom Kippur. The Kippur, says, so here you're going to bring the coals from the Mizbeach that is before God. Now, you might think before God might mean like in the Kodesh, but notice it says, not just in the Mem is a limitation word from, uh, from, from the one that's before God. So it can't except the one that's fully before God, that would be the one in the in, in the in the, the Ketorit. But one that is only partially before God, then Hashem, but not fully. Ave omel has to be the outside altar, which is half of it is facing the Kodesh and half of it is facing away from the Kodesh. That's what it's talking about. But, so now I know that the ketoret for Yom Kippur has to be the embers from the outside altar. And from there, I can derive the other two, uh, the Menorah and the regular Ketoret. Okay, excellent. Now, now, just regarding this last derivation, one last point, um, why do I need both of these phrases, "malam Malamizbeach and Milifne How about if I had only one or the other? No, if I need both. I might have thought that's the enemy's Mizbeach, and that... And I'm going to bring the ketores for Yom Kippur. I get embers from the mizbakah. I have in, in a pan and bring them into the kodesh kodashim. Might have thought that. So that's why. but just said. And at only that. I would have thought that it has to be yeah from the outside but that's partially facing. But I would have thought it has to be from the half. Of that altar that is in fact facing, of Am Am I might have thought that the outer altar, altar, the two corners that are facing away from the Kodesh, I cannot bring from them. Bericha therefore it says to include be to be more inclusive that it could be from anywhere on top of the Mizbeach that all those would be sufficient for um, bringing the embers for the uh, Yom Kippur Ketoret. Uh, so. We went on a journey talking about all the other fires and we end up back at the Ketorit for Yom Kippur. L'olam. Amen ve'amen.